Imagine having the life of your dreams. Not temporary cash and glory, but happiness and inner peace. Explore new ways to be a creator and take your own journey into greatness. Is it possible? What does it take to make that happen? It takes the person known for extreme results. He's called the cage breaker and the ultimate catalyst. Coming back from the brink of death and now crushing it for himself and his clients, this is your Ultimate Life Podcast with Kellen Flukiger. Hello, 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 and welcome to your Ultimate Life. The next piece on this liberation event journey, this is episode 646 of your Ultimate Life, and I was reminded again today in a podcast that I was a guest on, uh, almost every podcast that I get to be a guest on, I get to talk about the fact that I have a podcast and mention the name of it and so forth. And it's a wonderful opportunity because now that I've been doing this almost two years, uh, you know, 365 days in a year times two, 730. So I'll have two years worth of daily episodes when I get to 730. And at 646, you know, we're still, I don't know, 84 episodes away. So we'll get there in three months. And I think I started in April of 2020, so obviously we've missed a few days uh, in moving and some other things. And that's okay. Who cares? I chose this background because of that crane right there. And if you're watching, if you're listening to this, imagine a crane in the picture, a construction crane that you can see in the distance. And I'll explain why this matters uh, as we go through this. Now, yesterday I talked about an initiating event, a spark, the beginning of a thing that makes you choose, I'm going to do this. I'm going to create something new. And we talked about the fact that that can come from a video. There's all kinds of good stuff on YouTube, and there's all kinds of great books out there. I belong to a Facebook group called The Ultimate Coach Facebook group. There's a book by Amy Hardison called The Ultimate Coach, and it's and Alan Thompson, <clears throat> and it's written about a, a coach that I know, Steve Hardison, who happens to be Amy's husband, and he's a great coach and is legend in his way. And he, he really focuses on this concept of being. Who are you being? Because and the way I coach and teach is you can have anything you want, okay? You can have any, 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 anything you want in the universe. And the key to having it is who you are being. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, if I'm being a wimp and I'm being scared and I'm being a person who's afraid of their shadow and I'm being a person who lives in story and I'm being a person who argues for their limitations and I'm being a person who's a victim, then I'm not going to be able to create very much. On the other hand, if I'm a bold person, if I'm being a person full of love and kindness and building and service and that's who I decide to be every day in every conversation, well, then it's pretty obvious I can have anything I want. Zig Ziglar's credited with saying, you can have anything you want if you help enough people get what they want. That is another way of saying the same thing. If you choose to be a helpful, kind person in service of others all the time, well, you can have anything you want. It just works like that. So yesterday we talked about the moment of inspiration. Now, that moment of inspiration can come in a lot of ways. And it isn't only one. I've described in the book Tightrope of Depression a couple of spectacular events. And even the way I describe them in the book, it doesn't tell all the story because there were lots of little events around it that led up to it and everything else. And 
it would have taken too many pages. But that moment was only one. And the events that happened were one thing. I've had a hundred since then in the 14 and a half years since August of 2007. I've had a hundred moments of inspiration. And what I know is the truth of what I talked about yesterday, which is when you look for them, you will find them and they come over and over again. And they come right when you need them. They come when you're broken and you're struggling and there's a problem and you don't know if you can go on and on and on. They come. The moments of inspiration or re-inspiration or reigniting your passion, your flame, and your opportunity. Now, if you're not watching this on video, I would encourage you to do it. The YouTube channel is Ultimate Life Formula, a little bit different than the name of the podcast, which is Your Ultimate Life. And I called the YouTube channel Ultimate Life Formula because besides these videos uh, that are part of the podcast, uh, then the video started with episode 601, so the first 600 uh, they're on there, but they're all just audio audiograms. And the video with me looking at you and talking or with the interview guest on here with me started with 601. The moment of inspiration is the starting point. There has to be a place where you say, this is, this is no more. The old way is done. I'm finished. I'm moving forward in a new way. But those moments don't last there has to be a structure. There has to be something behind them. Because even if you have, a, like I used yesterday, a vision of an angel dancing on the desk, and I've had some divine occurrences that, you know, okay, I'm not going to describe them all, but some pretty exciting things. But no matter what they are, they end. They end. The event ends. So even people that have had enlightenment experiences and describe them and can't even find the words because they're heavenly and all these weird things happen. They still end. And there has to be a process for continuation. And that's what we want to talk about now because the moment of inspiration can be the, the click, the, the switch that says, I'm going to, I got to start, I got to change here. And those things happened to me and I write about them in the book, Tightrope. But after that, then you need something more. And today, we're going to talk about that first piece. There's five parts to the liberation event, and this is part two. And so, after the moment of inspiration, the next piece is a commitment to create. An absolute bulletproof commitment to create. Because one thing I can promise you is if you've been carrying around anger towards someone else— toward God, the universe, the unfairness of life, or towards a particular individual that hurt you or abused you, or you're carrying around self-hatred because you hurt someone else, that was true for me as, a, you know, as an addict and a person who was depressed. I struggled with a lot of things, and I you know, didn't behave very well in my relationships you know, with the spouses I had. I was married and divorced three times, and you know, it's shameful to say, but I, at the end of those relationships, I wasn't faithful. And so all kinds of reasons why I should be bad, right? And so you can carry guilt and shame, and I have, and here was the, the crux of it. I carried guilt and shame to the extent that it destroyed me, to the extent I used more and more substances, to the extent that I attempted suicide, to the, attempt that I, to the extent that I believed there was no way anything could ever be okay. And you know what? 
God and God alone is the person who administers justice, who brings around all the karma to its final conclusion. And fortunately for me and for you, God is also one of a God of mercy, of fixing, of repair. And often we, we get the idea that mercy means excuse. Oh, we'll just excuse it. And you suffering person over there, you just have to keep suffering. And too bad, we're going to excuse this person anyway. And that's not how it works. Justice includes full and complete restitution, recompense, and healing for the person who was hurt. You don't leave that part out. The, the way we get confused is since we as humans don't have the ability to give that level of solace, comfort, and repair, we assume it can't happen. And of course, we're under, underestimating the power of the divine and the whole structure of the, you know, the infinite creation cycle. We don't understand. We just have a view of this little 70 years here. You know, we're in the middle of this horrific Ukraine conflict and all these people are dying and children running away and with their parents and some alone and orphans and this horrific thing. There has to be a way for that to be made completely whole and complete. We don't possess it as humans and we flail and try to do everything we can. We send money and humanitarian aid and weapons and whatever needs to happen, but it doesn't, quote, fix it. It's just a Band-Aid. We have to trust that there's something more that is way beyond our chops and over our pay grade. And that is the foundation of our ability to forgive ourselves and forgive others. Because without that, then we are just pretending things away. But that does exist, and I've seen it. So your step two is a commitment, an absolute commitment to change, to be different, and to create something new. So after you've had this moment of inspiration, you have a commitment to create. And that's why I use this video. If you're watching the audio, you should watch the videos of the crane back there because somebody putting a crane up over there, that's a commitment to construct something. I mean, the effort, and I happen to know underneath that is a big concrete foundation. And it's going to be a big multi-story apartment building. And that picture was taken some time ago, many, many months. And today, that apartment building that's right there is some 25 stories high. And so that crane is way taller and the building's way taller. My point is that crane sitting there, that is a commitment to create. So if you're going to change your life, get rid of all the negativity associated with past pain, whether you gave it or someone gave it to you, your commitment to change has to be big. And the commitment often doesn't even include, like when I started, I had no idea what I had to do to get rid of the pain and suffering, to get rid of the anger I held toward those that hurt me, or the wild, massive guilt I had because of the things I had done. I had no idea how to do that. What I did know is I was going to do whatever it took. I was in for the long haul. I'm going to do this no matter what. Now, you quickly come to realize you, me, individually, we don't have the power to fix things. Like if I stole something, I can give it back. But even in the returning of that, the violation of trust and all the other negative feelings, they're not fixed. If you do something bad, like ruin someone's reputation, or you're unfaithful to someone, or worse crime, someone abuses someone, or attacks them, or assaults them, 
You can't take those away ever. So when you say, I'm going to create something new, you immediately are already depending on the divine. Because it is only through that power that we can actually make things fixed. Like, we don't have power to fix. We can offer restitution as best we can. We can offer apologies, sincere, heartfelt apologies, not like some of this nonsense you see on television when someone gets caught and they say, well, you know, I'm sorry. And what you know in your heart is they're saying, well, I'm sorry I got caught. True, deep, heartfelt apology an acknowledgement in front of whoever that you did something wrong still doesn't take the pain away. You know that because you see movies and books all the time where someone chases somebody around, maybe around the world, to get even, to get justice, and they finally catch them, and they put them in jail, they beat them up, or even kill them or whatever, and then they turn around and they say, you know, I thought when this happened I'd feel okay and I don't feel anything. Well, that's because those don't equal. Hurting someone else doesn't take away your hurt, period. Never has, never will. So here's the key. Just like putting that crane up in this picture, you have to make a commitment, a big commitment that you're going to see this through. Okay, now that doesn't mean perfect. And that doesn't mean you're not going to fall down and flounder around. Of course you are. And of course we all do. We're human. We fail. We flounder. We flop. But here's the thing. You can always quit. But you know where that goes because if you've lived with this guilt any you know period of time, you know where that goes. That goes right back to this pile of self-loathing, negativity, negative energy, and keeping you strapped to the floor so you can't love, serve, blossom, and do good, add good to the world like you want to. So you know where quitting goes. If you're trying to forgive someone else, quitting that means you carry the anger, the resentment, the negativity, the bitterness, the fury, the rage still. And you know what that does because you've done it before. So quitting is always an option, but you know immediately where that goes. So you don't want to do that. So the purpose of this is to pound your fist or stomp your foot or say it's quietly or do whatever it is. Work with your coach or in your prayers or both and say, I will do this. I'm in this for the long haul. I'm going to create the changes necessary to get rid of this energetic baggage that I have whether it's negative towards someone else or negative towards yourself. Now, here's the encouragement I want to offer you. You are magic. Yeah, you are magic. Now, we probably don't have a wand in our back pocket that we got from Ollivanders like on Harry Potter, right? But by magic, I mean you have access to divine power that maybe is a little rusty. and You don't remember. You don't know this. So... Here's what I want to leave you with. Your commitment to saying, I will do this, is not a futile statement. There's a huge difference between something, I, I call them affirmations and declarations. And there can be other definitions. But an affirmation is usually something that we say, we don't really believe, like, I'm going to get better, I'm going to forgive this person, I'm going to forgive it. We don't believe it, and we don't mean it, and we say it over and over and over and over again a million times. And the idea is, well, if we say it enough, somehow we'll make it true, we'll convince ourselves. They, those don't work. I get a friend that says, uh, he thinks those are like, that's like putting frosting on a dog poop. And that's a pretty apt analogy. Instead, a declaration is a statement of truth that holds true even when you fail. It's still true. I will forgive. 
I will forgive myself or others. I will do that. And if I fall down, I don't care. I'm going to get up and recommit. You have access to divine power. You're a divine being. You were created by the divine. You weren't put here to fail. You weren't put here to, to stay stuck. You were put here to learn, to grow. You come from a divine place. You have access to divine help. And if you haven't got a practice of meditating and connecting with the divine, however you visualize that to be, then develop it, open the conduit, create the deep daily connection with the divine. And that by itself will give you the strength and courage to keep going when you struggle, to keep moving when you flop, because you are divine. You can do this. And your firm declaration that you will do this is the second piece of the liberation event as you create your ultimate life. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that you take it deeply into your heart and decide for yourself how you can create anything you desire. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and topic suggestions. Until tomorrow, this is Your Ultimate Life with host Kellen Flukiger. Stand with your heart in the sky and your feet on